Welcome to People's Church. Before we get to this week's message with Pastor Tom Murray, we want you to know that you matter to your Heavenly Father and you matter to us. People's Church is a multi-generational faith community in Salem, committed to knowing Christ and making Him known. Sunday morning worship services at our Salem campus are at 8.30, 10, and 11.30. Watch messages anytime and plan your visit at peopleschurch.com. We pray this practical biblical teaching is encouraging, challenging, and possibly even life-changing. We're so grateful that we're able to serve together. The family of God is amazing. As we're able to magnify the Lord, as we're able to make Him more visible to each other, then I share with my uh, perspective, you share your perspective, and together we have a greater perspective of who God is. So He loves you tonight, and I want to talk to you about many plans, one purpose. In Proverbs 19.21, the Bible says, Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. Have you ever asked, why am I here? What is God's purpose for my life? The Bible is clear that God created you with a divine purpose. He created the universe for his purpose. The Bible begins with, in the beginning, God created. There's a difference between something evolving and something that is created. When something evolves, it happens by accident. It's random, has probability and possibility. But when something is created, it is intentional. It is designed. There's a reason for everything that is created. And you are created by God in the image of God. The universe has a purpose. The earth has a purpose. History has a purpose. And every person alive has a purpose. You are created with a divine purpose in your life. Again, Proverbs 19.21 says, Both many are the plans in the person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. Both things are important. You need your plans, but you need God's purpose. The most important thing is knowing and living out God's purpose for your life. Psalm 138.8 says, The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Whenever I think of that, uh, of his faithfulness, I think of this verse. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Have you ever flown into a large city and in an airplane and you look over and everything looks so organized? You see the roads, the houses all lined up. But then when you get you land and you get into traffic and you you're in the middle of all this chaos and you wonder, where is all that organization that I saw from above? Well, that's God's perspective. He sees it all. He sees every part of, of everything, and, and he knows the plan, and he knows how to direct our lives as we trust him. It's all about perspective. When we think about the perspective of Elijah, saying he was the only one left in 1 Kings 19.14, it says, I have zealously served the Lord God Almighty, but the people of Israel have broken their covenant with you, torn down your altars, and killed every one of your prophets. I am the only one left, and now they are trying to kill me too. But the Lord responded in 1 Kings 19.18, Yet I will preserve 7,000 others in Israel who have never bowed down to Baal or kissed him. 
And what about Elisha's perspective when he was encouraging his companion in 2 Kings 6, 16 and 17? He says, don't be afraid, Elisha told him, for there are more on our side than theirs. Then Elisha prayed, O Lord, open his eyes and let him see. The Lord opened the young man's eyes, and when he looked up, he saw that the hillside around Elisha was filled with horses and chariots of fire. When you start living your life knowing that God's perspective is better than yours, you will have more peace, you have less frustration, you'll be more productive in all that you do instead of just being busy. There are three things that will change as you become aware of God's purpose for your life. Number one, it will bring value to your life. Many people live without understanding the value that they have in this life. We were created with a purpose intentionally formed by God. God created the earth, and on the sixth day, he created man in his image. We did not evolve from a lower life form, but we came from the highest life form. Amen? We came from the hand of God. That's what gives you dignity and value. There is a purpose and a plan for your life. Psalm 139, beginning at verse 13, it says, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful, and I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. That phrase, unformed body, is the he in the Hebrew is the same word where we get embryo. When we look at the stages of pregnancy, we get a clear understanding of this verse. Day one at conception, a cell is formed and contains all the genetic components of human life. Nothing more can be added to make it any more human. The only thing needed now is oxygen, nu nutrition, and time. Within seven to ten days of conception, the foundations of the brain, nervous system, and the spinal cord are already established. On day 21, the heart begins to beat in a regular fashion. The eyes and limbs begin to form. By the third month, unique fingerprints are evident, and they never change from that point on. By the end of the third month, all the baby's organs and systems are fully functioning. The next six months are just for development and growth. Now listen to this. Of the 45 generations of cell division that occur in our lives before we reach adulthood, 41 of them take place during the nine months we are in our mother's womb. Lord, I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Can you say amen? Amen. That's where your value comes from. Your value does not come from your job, from a career, relationships, wealth. It comes from the fact that you, you are made in God's image with a divine purpose in your life. The life you have is God's gift to you. What you do with it is your gift to God. The second thing that will change as you become aware of God's purpose, it will bring a sense of victory in your life. You'll go through times of struggle and stress, but it is during these times that we must remember that God has a plan and a purpose for our life. 
He will see me through this. I'll share a little bit about what happened with me when I was 15 years old. I became very sick, and for several months I went to doctor after doctor. They couldn't find out what was wrong. My parents took me to a university hospital in Cleveland, and we lived in Ohio. And when uh, they had their residence, everybody kept circling me and kept asking me these questions. Finally, they went and told my parents, well, he has... He either has leukemia or Hodgkin's disease. They, they didn't tell me. They went home that night, called my pastor. They came over. They began to pray. And as they were praying, the Lord spoke to the pastor and said, tomorrow there's going to be a change in diagnosis. So the next day I was in x-ray for seven hours as they, they started looking and looking and looking. And went to my parents that evening and said, we don't understand this. It wasn't there yesterday, but there's been a change in diagnosis. He has Crohn's disease, and this is something that we can deal, you know, we can treat. So when my parents shared that with me that night, when I just realized that my life had just been spared, God has, had given me a second chance. So I gave him my life totally. I said, Lord, whatever you have for me, wherever you have for me to go, and, uh, and that's, that began my journey in ministry, and my, I felt my call in ministry that night. So I began to, to pursue that call, and I met my wife and uh, went through, uh, started in ministry. And during this time, I was suffering with this disease called Crohn's disease. It's a form of cancer, but it, uh, it kept growing in, in me and got to one place, and finally, uh, I was a music pastor, and so we were in the middle of a production, and we're trying to you know, get this thing together, and the doctor's saying, we need to do surgery. And I'm saying, well, i got to get through this production first. And so, but it didn't cooperate. It burst, and I had to go into emergency surgery, and they took out 18 inches of my intestines. Then, three months later, because uh, so much had gotten into my system, I had adhesions, they had to go in again. And I, you know, through this whole time, I'm, I'm thinking, God, I know you can heal me. I know that you're able to heal me of this as well. And so I continued to trust you. I continued to pray. I prayed for other people and saw them healed. So I know that he was able to heal. So we just kept trusting him, kept believing that he was able. And then finally, I went, I'd go forward many, many times. And then in 1990, I went forward and our, uh, an evangelist prayed for me. And I just knew that I knew that God had healed me. And so I said, Lord, the only way I know to test this is to stop taking my medication. So I stopped taking my medication, and other times I had tried that, I got very sick. Well, this time I, know I didn't get sick, and I haven't taken that medicine ever since. Amen. But God saw today, back then, because had I still been dealing with Crohn's, we wouldn't be able to be missionaries. I wouldn't be able to pass the physical. And every four years, we have to have another physical. So we just had another physical this past November for this next term. And while we were in there, in the colonoscopy, the doctor said, we're a little concerned about some scar tissue that we're seeing. And we'd like you to do this other test that will help us see your small intestine. It's a little camera that you swallow, and then you wear this rig, and it records you for about 12 hours. And then we'll be able to go through the footage and see every inch of your small intestine. I said, hey, I'm a media guy. That sounds pretty cool. So I swallowed this little camera and uh, went through the process, and a week later went in, and I'm just so glad I didn't have to go through all that footage. 
But they went through, and the uh, doctor said, it's perfectly clear. So praise the Lord, I have video proof of my healing. Amen. And yes, it was a one-time use camera. <laughs> and Isaiah 55, 11 says, So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve in purpose for what I sent it. You know, many times we say, you know, God, uh, when is it going to happen? For me, it took 16 years. I learned a lot through that time now that I look back, but there were many times of frustration through that time. But we're in such a society now where we, we see a clock that tells us exactly when service is going to start. The five-minute countdown. Hey, we know exactly when it's going to start. You load an app on your phone, you see this little dial going through, you know exactly when it's going to finish. You order food from DoorDash or Uber Eats, and what happens? You can watch the car come right to your to your house, you know exactly when it's going to arrive. So now we're asking for a heaven app, aren't we? God, when's my miracle going to come? I'm going to watch that. You know, here's my timeline. Oh, okay, I got one more day. Wouldn't that be nice? But God doesn't work on our time. He has a purpose for each one of us. When you become a Christian, a calling of God is placed upon your life, and the oil of the Holy Spirit comes upon you. The Spirit of God that is on you and in you will make you strong enough to fight any battle in this life and come through with victory. We see this with David in the Bible. His story begins with an anointing from Samuel. Just after that, he faces Goliath. <laughs> when David faced Goliath, it wasn't because he thought it was a good idea. <laughs> it wasn't a good idea. But it was because he had received the power of the Spirit when he was anointed as the next king of Israel. He knew God's purpose for his life. It gave him the confidence to confront Goliath in order to save his people. The Bible says that when Goliath mocked David, David ran toward Goliath. I love that. You have to stop running away from your problems. Start running toward them. Stop backing down in a lack of confidence, worrying about how things could possibly work out. Stop posting your problems on Facebook. Start declaring the word of God. You will come out of this more than a conqueror. Stop allowing your problems to disrupt God's purpose for your life. ¿Me comprendes? The third thing that will change as you become aware of God's purpose, it will bring vitality to your life. The purpose of God will make you fully alive. We enjoy life. We enjoy every day. You want to share the Lord with others. You want to pray with them. You want to be a witness. You'll be like those that stood here and talked about what serving does for them. They've, they feel that vitality. They want to be a part of that. Perhaps your purpose is to influence others who may then become an influencer. I want you to watch a short video to see how our lives can affect many people. And sometimes we never even realize how we've affected others. This is Nate. Nate became a Christ follower two weeks ago and is still a bit giddy about it. Now he's trying not to do cartwheels in public. Nate became a believer partly because of Kim. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yet, oddly enough, Kim and Nate have never met. Now, is this possible? Well, let's take a look. Kim loved Jesus from an early age, and in college she had a huge impact on her friends. While most of her peers used their college years to, well, experiment, Kim didn't. She remained committed to her faith, and it showed. It especially showed to Lisa, her roommate, who confessed to Kim that she wanted whatever it was that made Kim so strong. Kim shared her faith with Lisa, and Lisa believed. Years later, at Lisa's first real job, she met Thomas. Thomas was hit by a drunk driver when he was 13 and still carried a lot of anger and bitterness. Thomas and Lisa became friends, and it wasn't long before he started going to church with Lisa and her husband. After a lot of studying and searching, Thomas gave his life to Christ. Fast forward a few years. Thomas became a public speaker and was often asked to speak at large events. See, when he became a believer, Thomas developed a new perspective on life. He stopped resenting what had been taken from him and started being thankful for the second chance he had been given. On one particular day, Thomas shared about overcoming hardship and what it means to choose joy. He was so passionate that a number of people were inspired to share a link to his video. The video of Thomas inspired James, too. And if anyone needed inspiration, it was him. James had a ton of issues. He spent most of his life as a passive husband, an absent father, and a horrible friend. That said, no one disliked him more than he disliked himself. But everything changed the night he happened to watch Thomas online. Something clicked and he knew what he had to do. He surrendered his miserable life to someone greater, and he was forever changed. James fought hard to make up for the lost years with his family. And he also began working with young men who were in danger of throwing their lives away. One of those men was Nate. Nate didn't really know his own dad, and he had no real direction in life ultimately bouncing from one bad decision to another. Because of that, he often found himself in trouble with the law. No one had ever showed him what it looked like to be a real man. That is, until he met James. James became the first father figure Nate ever had. He learned about honesty, self-control, humility, and integrity, and where those traits come from. Two months later, Nate publicly declared his belief in Christ. And of course, James was there. Now you can see the connection. Nate was impacted by James, who was influenced by Thomas. Thomas saw an uncommon joy in Lisa, who learned of Jesus from Kim. Kim's relationship with God eventually led to Nate's. Funny how these two people have never met, and never will. You have a purpose. God has a plan. He can or organize and orchestrate all of that. He just asks for us to be obedient. Fulfill your purpose. Every word we share to encourage someone has the potential to change many lives. You can see through this video how easy it is to accomplish the mission of this church, to know Christ and to make him known. That's why People's Church is committed to caring for every generation, empowering and releasing people, for spirit-led ministry, believing the best about everyone, reaching and loving the lost, paying the price to make Jesus known in your community and in your world. Every one of you has a part in fulfilling this vision as you discover and live out your purpose. We make plans, but our real desire 
is to fulfill his purpose. You know, Newton's first law is an object at rest will stay at rest until acted upon by an external force. When you're born again, you are the object at rest, not really living for a higher purpose. But then the Spirit of God moves upon you and you start moving with purpose in your life. We as Pentecostals then also realize that we can be full of the power of the Holy Spirit so that we don't have to fulfill this on our own, that he empowers us and, and helps us to, to go through. So it's a gift that he has for you. If you haven't been baptized in the Holy Spirit, you need to seek it. Ask the Lord to fill you. To me, it's like riding through a hailstorm. You can either be in a, on a motorcycle or in a car. You're both going to get to the same place, but one's going to be really beat up. I want to be in the car with the Holy Spirit. The baptism is for you. It's a free gift. Don't be like the woman that her son-in-law gave her a, a gift. One Christmas, it was cemetery plots. The next Christmas, he didn't give her anything. And she said, why didn't you give me a gift? He said, you didn't use the one I gave you last year. But it's a free gift. So we've come here to encourage you to be involved in changing lives in this community, in this state, and around the world. Perhaps his purpose for you is to pray and intercede. Maybe his purpose for you is to give, as I shared earlier, how once you start giving, it's amazing what God does. And just very quickly, how God did in our lives. We started off, we had... When we went uh, to the second church to serve, we already owned a home. We needed to, uh, we could, we weren't able to sell it, and we went to had an offer. They uh, were going to let us have a house that we could assume the loan without a down payment. So we prayed and asked the Lord to show us. We did the, all the money, all the budget, and realized that just to pay two mortgages, we were going to be thirty-five dollars short each month. But we really felt like God said, yes, go ahead and do it. So we signed the paper. That night in the service, a lady handed my wife an envelope and said, I know this may seem a little strange, but the Lord told me to do this. We opened it up. The check was for $35. That was a very little thing, but it, it impacted us so much. You know what happened? We never had to make two mortgage payments. Our, our first home sold within that next week. Because we trusted God, we listened, and, and, we, and that's how he began to teach us about giving. And then as we started to give to missions, we just got more and more excited. Every missions uh, uh, banquet we had, the Lord just kept raising how much he wanted us to give. He said, I'll give it through you if you'll be obedient. And so we came to the place where we said, Lord, we want to give more to missions than we do all of our other expenses. No, more than our mortgage, more than our car payments, more than all this, you know, everything else. I want to give more to missions. And he, he did that through us. I have no idea how he did that. So that when he asked us to give of ourselves to missions, it was a no-brainer. We, we had seen so many great things that he had done as we were obedient and faithful. And he was faithful to us. And so I just encourage you, God's encouraging you to be a giver experience what that means. Allow the Lord to give through you and watch how not only do you bless others, but you will be blessed. And maybe his purpose for you is to go. 
Maybe he is calling you to, to go to a, a mission field. Maybe it's somewhere around here. But he's, he's asking you to go. And I'm encouraging you to listen and to fulfill your purpose. Discover his purpose for you and realize the value you have, the victories you will achieve, and the vitality and sense of fulfillment it will bring to your life. Jesus said that he has come to give us life and life more abundantly. So the joy of the Lord is our strength. Would you stand with me? As we conclude this time together, I just want to ask that maybe you're still seeking what God's purpose is for your life. And I want to invite you to just come forward. We're, we're going to pray with you that God will make it real, make it uh, real to you what his purpose is for you so that you can begin this journey of fulfilling what he has planned for you. And maybe you need healing in your body. You heard my testimony. God is no respecter of persons. He, he doesn't love me any more than he loves you. He sent his word to heal us. And we want to pray and agree together with you if that's your need tonight. Whatever your need, let's spend some time in prayer tonight as the musicians begin to play. And let's just take some time to for this body ministry. Let's minister to one another. And let's let the Lord just see great things come as we agree together. We pray that this week's message has been practical, encouraging, and challenging. Let us know if you made a first-time commitment or recommitment to following Christ. Visit peopleschurch.com and click Connect to share your decision with us. There is great value in being a part of a Christ-centered, Bible-teaching faith community. If you are looking for a church home, Pastor Tom Murray invites you to People's Church in Salem. Sunday morning and evening worship services, group Bible studies, relevant engaging activities for kids and youth in safe, secure environments. Watch messages anytime or plan your visit at peopleschurch.com.